welcome to the New Author Podcast with your hosts, Jerry Evanoff and Lindsay Evanoff. The super siblings will take you through their days as they write, publish, and market their books. They'll talk about their successes, their mistakes, and everything in between. And occasionally, they'll veer off into tangents that will most likely be discussion of which episode of The Office is their favorite. Seriously, they talk about The Office a lot. So sit back, relax, and prepare to be educated and entertained, but mostly entertained. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the New Author Podcast. Today is August 2nd, 2020. This is episode number 87, and I am one of the co-hosts. I am Jerry Evanoff. With me, as always, is my sister, Lindsay. Lindsay, how are you? I'm doing great. How are you? I'm, t- I'm, I'm um, I don't know. I'm not, I'm, I'm just kind of jumpy right now. I'm anxious. You seem a, a little jumpy and anxious. What's going on? I'm in a hurry. Um, I don't know why. I'm just in a hurry. So I'm probably going to talk fast. You have to slow me down every now and then. <laughs> we need I, don't have, I don't have anything. Well, I don't have anything going on either. It's not like I, I have to be somewhere at, you know, 11 a.m. or something. I'm just, I don't know. I'm just anxious. Mm. Anyway. Um, so let's start off with my stats. Let me just jump okay. right into the stats because apparently I'm in a hurry. Um, I am currently sitting at 73,146, up 721 words from last week. Um, I think that's because I took a really big chapter and just edited it, adding words to it. I haven't really added anything new this week except for editing that chapter. In terms of finished chapters, I'm now at 68,610. That's 47 chapters finished of and this surprised me. 55. I don't know where 55 came from. I don't know if I'm just adding chapters in my sleep. I don't know what's going on here. But apparently sleep I'm sleep writing. I'm sleep writing. I must be. <laughs> um, I apparently have eight left. But if I remember correctly, three of them are just chapters that need edited. Two of them. No, two of them are chapters that need edited. Three of them are chapters that need written completely because they're just blank pages right now. And then the other three are literally, they say chapter, question mark, question mark, because I don't know what, where I'm putting them. And mm. that means they could get cut completely, although two of them I'm going to keep somewhere. I just got to figure out how to put them in there. Um, I feel like next week it's going to say you're on chapter 48 of 57. And then the next week not. it's going to say you're on chapter 49 of 62. <laughs> and then the next week it'll say had to postpone editor again. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I hope not, because when you hear my plans for this week, at the very end of this podcast, um, I, it better not be 48 of 57. That would really be a problem. All right, so everybody uh, needs to stick around to hear this. Yeah, Mailer Light. Yeah, it's, I'm a dreamer. Keep that in mind. Mailer Light, <laughs> um, I'm only up 11 from last week to 779. I only had the Facebook ad running uh, for July. I did not have any free book promos going. So I think that's why I was a little bit slower than usual. Um, and, but just again, more details, more, more teasing, just stay later. Cause you're going to hear how that's going to change. I also had, um, more unsubscribes than usual. Usually I'll get one or two a week, just random unsubscribers, but I probably had, I don't know, six or seven this week. And I'm not really sure why I didn't send anything out. I don't know if people are just going through their emails and, um, just deleting people they don't want to hear from. It's, it's strange, but I had, I had a few more than I usually get. And in terms of golf, I know you don't want to hear this, but there's a funny story coming. Um, <laughs> I did shoot 50 on Tuesday. I don't like having a five in that number. I like to be in the forties, but I had a couple of bad shots that, you know, I can, I can eliminate those and, and I'll be fine. But I went for me and uh, you know, uh, me and Tim went golfing yeah. Friday after work 
And when I golf, people that follow me on Snapchat know that when I golf, I'll throw up every now and then the occasional swing or shot of the per person I'm golfing with. So sometimes it's Tim, sometimes it's my golf partner on Tuesday night, Kenny. Um, but this time I handed Tim the phone and said, here, film me for a couple of these. I was a little he, surprised when I was watching your Snapchat videos that yeah. you were actually on there. Yeah. And the first one I hit, uh, it's like 175 yard par three. I used a five wood and I hit it to the green. I was very happy. But on the fourth hole, he, he filmed my drive and I used my driver and I, I inside it out, inside outed the ball as if I was a batter trying to hit to right field. So you like open your stance and you kick your foot out to the left and then you swing your bat and the ball goes to right field and it slices away from the right fielder, blah, blah, blah. I, I did that with a golf club and you're not supposed to do that. It's really bad. I've been golfing for, I don't know, what year is this? 25, 30 years. I've been golfing since like 90, 1990 maybe. Remember I worked at the short holes when I, mm -hmm. I was 16. I worked at the short holes and I was golfing maybe a year before that. So Wow. And you're still getting a 50? And I'm still getting a 50. That's exactly what I said. I saw, I watched the replay of that swing and I was like disgusted. I was like, oh my God, that's how I still swing the club. So yesterday morning, um, this was Friday. I watched it Friday. Yesterday morning, I got up and kind of on a whim, I just typed golf lessons near me. And there's this website called lessons.com where you can kind of like post almost like an ad of here's who I am. Here's my problem. And please fix me. And like a half an hour into it, I, after I posted it, I got a response from some guy who said, oh, I've been a teacher for 16 years. Uh, I can fix you. It's $30 an hour. What are we doing? And I called him immediately and said, let's schedule. And now I have a golf lesson a week from Friday because apparently he's booked up, which is a good thing that he's booked up. These people want to see him. He must be good at it. But it's not for another two weeks, which kind of sucks. That means I'm going to stink for the next two weeks <laughs> and probably longer. So, um, that was my golf story. I, I don't know. I think I shot like a 48 yesterday. I didn't really keep score because I was practicing, but 48 or 49 or so, somewhere in there. So Tim, Tim was minus one for you golf fans. Tim was minus one after four holes. He went birdie par, par, par. And he just kept saying, I just, I'm waiting for myself to blow up. And then he did. So it worked out okay. He went birdie par, par, par. I've been taking Russian lessons and that's, that's not Russian. I'm not sure what that is. That's okay. There's, there's one or two people out there who listen who probably know golf. So. You hope. Hey, yeah. on Snapchat, can you see who watches the video and who just blows by them? I don't know if you can tell who blows by them, but you can see who, who at least has them in front of them. They might not be paying attention to them. They, they might be clicking. They might be clicking with their finger to get by them so they don't have to actually watch everything. But I don't oh, think you can tell who does that. I didn't doesn't. know you could do that. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. <laughs> Ouch. <laughs> Uh, any more stats? I got nothing. Okay. Um, my novel is at 87,542 still, and it is with the editor still. I'll talk about that in a little bit. Um, I have 67 new subscribers, so that's 359 active, which I never would have thought. You have 359 subscribers already? <laughs> yeah. Two weeks ago, I had 119. You are so going to, you're going to blow by me in sales, page reads, and subscribers in no time at all. Huh. Interesting. Well, last week I had like 160 some new subscribers. So that promo is definitely slowing down now. Um, so I have 47 pre-orders. So I got one new one. I have no idea who it is. Um, nobody that I know of, you know, contacted me and said, Hey, I pre-ordered your book. So that's kind of cool. Um, 
there have been 231 downloads of the prequel um, due to that promo um, and 472 clicks. So the views versus claims is now at 49%. And that's as of Friday. So for like the last couple of days, I've had to cry in my Wheaties a little bit because it's under 50%. Um, and then remember last week I said I was going to put out a newsletter on Tuesday because I do a newsletter the last Tuesday of every month. And I was concerned that um, I would have a bunch of unsubscribes because the, you know, the people who went to the promo and downloaded my book, they don't necessarily want to hear from me. Um, that newsletter has only a 25% open rate um, and that's 319 recipients but I only got four subscribes. So although my open rate is a lot lower than I'd like it to be by at least 15 to 20%, I'm happy I only got four subscribes. I was expecting to get about, I don't know, 150. Unsubscribes, right? Yeah, unsubscribes, yes. I will say that I'm looking at my, my book right now on BookFunnel, and since I put it on there in October, October 28th is when I put it on there, um, I've had 1,774 views of it and 695 downloads. That's only 39%. So mm. again, I, again, I never know what the averages are. I can only go off of mine and assume that it's average. So, you know, you're, and I know that mine went down over time. So when I first started giving it away in promos, it went, it was high, high, high. And then as, as I've gone down, as I've gone along, it's slowly gotten lower. Um, yeah. so you'll have the same issues. I think I probably will. This promo goes until the end of August. Uh, August 30th, I believe. Um, so I still have a whole month for it to go down. So we'll see what it is at the end. Um, so we have big news, big, big news. Um, big tomorrow news. morning, you are going to drop. Oh, wow. We're, 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 wow. It's, I like it. We're professional. We, sound, we sound like the kids. Yeah, we do. Um, a new, a special edition podcast. Yes. Um, so we interviewed our mom, um, who is our developmental editor, and um, we're going to find out whose book she likes better. So you'll probably want to set a reminder for that um, if you want to listen to that podcast, which you will. Um, and if you're not a subscriber, go ahead and subscribe uh, so that you can get a notification um, when that podcast is up, which I'm not sure what time tomorrow you're going to um, put it up, but it's going to be a fun one. I was running through the list of questions with her yesterday that we're going to ask her. And at one point I said, Oh, let me just delete this one that says, who do you love more? Cause I don't want to disappoint Lindsay. <laughs> she went, she went, Oh really? And I was like, Oh, I don't like the tone of your voice there. <laughs> kind of like when I sent her the, the beginning of my book and she just wrote back, it's dramatic or something like, what did she say? Was it dramatic? Uh, or no, that's deep. deep. She said it was deep. Yeah. That's deep. I don't, I don't know what she meant. Yesterday, I texted you something and you gave me the most lame response. And I'm like, you're going to have to be more specific because I don't know if that's good or bad. I don't remember what that was. <laughs> I don't either. Oh, um, oh, I know what it was. It had to do with your, yeah, your, um, uh, whether to put your, your, oh, yeah, 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 your yeah, book yeah, yeah. on Amazon. Yeah. 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 That's right. Um, anyway, so click the subscribe button so that you can uh, make sure you listen to that to find out whose book she likes better. Um, hint, it's mine. Um, Ouch. As, as far as other news goes, um, my Spoiler book funnel alert. promo is going well. Like I said before, it has slowed down a bit, which that's to be expected, I think. I did put out another um, Facebook post yesterday, just kind of a real quick, hey, if you haven't had a chance to uh, you know, download some free books, here's the link again. Um, it didn't really get any 
likes or, or anything like that, which is fine. Um, I've done seven pre-order giveaways and that's going really well. Um, the last pre-order giveaway is going to be done on September 1st, which is the release date. And that's kind of like the grand prize. Um, and I'm pretty excited about that. I hope that more people pre-order and send me their, uh, you know, a screenshot of their receipt so that I can enter them in the drawing. Um, I haven't written any more of book two. I was pretty busy this week um, down at the neighbor's house. But yesterday, um, I redid all of, uh, not all of, I redid my Amazon categories. So you sent me a link to, what was that site called? So it's funny because I was doing the same thing a couple nights ago and I knew there was a site. I could not remember what it was. So I ended up using other means that I'll talk about in a minute. But then yesterday, um, Paul T came out with his new version of his podcast and he immediately mentioned it. I thought, wow, it's like he's, he knows what I'm thinking. Here. <laughs> it's, um, it's BKLNK.com. Basically it's book link without any vowels. BKLNK.com where you can type in your ASIN, your ASIN number, and it will show you all the categories that you're in. And also in some of the categories, it shows you your current sales rank, which I thought was really interesting. Yeah. Um, so that's, um, that's what the link was. And I'll, I'll put it in the show notes. Okay. Yeah. Um, that was really fun to do. I put in mine and I saw my categories and thought um, out of those five, only two of them are legit. I mean, the other ones, I don't know what I was thinking. Um, so then I went to other authors who write similar to my books and I, um, copied their categories and then I sent the email to Amazon asking them to please change my categories. Um, it hasn't been done yet, but I think it takes a couple of days, doesn't it? Does it take Sorry. a couple of days? I was, I was muted there for a minute. Sorry. <laughs> um, I was coughing like crazy. I think... Um, well, I can tell you here, I'm going to check my net right, right now on mine because I actually got an email back from them this morning. Oh, okay. That, yeah. That I will go ahead and read here in a second. Um, in fact, maybe I'll talk about that first in my news. I think it does, but I'm trying to talk and do this at the same time. I think it does take a couple of days. I'm just trying to get to the point where I can hear, okay, here, I can search mine. I think this is mine. Go find, or is this yours? Oh, that's my other book. Uh, 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 let's see. Here we go. B, there we go. So mine, let's see. So mine had seven categories as of yesterday, and now it has six. Okay. And it looks like it has the new ones, but not all of them. And I'll talk about why when I get to Okay. That yeah, mine still has the old ones. It says that I'm ranked 673,367 paid in Kindle store. 8,795 in sports romance, 7,456 in sports romance Kindle store, and 24,725 in romantic comedy Kindle store. There are some funny, funny parts to my book. Um, it's not necessarily a comedy. And I do mention hockey, but it's not necessarily sports romance. So hopefully in the next day or so, those categories will be updated. You know, what's funny is you have that pre-order out, and on the day that your book is available, it'll be really interesting to see what those sales numbers are because all of those sales, they, they all count for that day, the day it goes yeah. on. And, um, I was looking at Dave Chesson's, uh, Kindle Pub publisher rocket app while I was doing mine, his, his application, his program while I was doing mine. And I'm wondering if there are a category that you could get into that, you know, how many pre-sales do you have? 47. So I'm wondering if there's a category you get into that 47 pre-sales would get you number one in that category, but it would be a mm -hmm. legit category that your book fit into. It wouldn't be like, yeah. 
what's the one that I saw uh, Dave Chesson talk about? It was like, or no, I saw Alex Newton talk about it. It was like Amish. They was talking about Amish romance. Yeah. Right? Um, and I'm wondering if you should try to find one of those categories. Like I can look in the publisher rocket program, see if I can find a category that your book would fit into that would actually get you a number one. Cause you, I think you'd get a bestseller tag. If yeah, you did that'd be that, cool. which would be kind of interesting. So I want to send you, I have the categories that I used in a word document. I think I'm going to um, email it to you and have you look them up and let me know what the numbers are for those. Yeah. Cause his, his program shows um, how many it takes to get to number one and how many it takes to get to the end of the top 10. Yeah. Um, for that kind of, yeah. So send them over and we'll, we'll, I'll go through them. Yeah. That'll be interesting. Uh, that's all of my news. All right. So I am, let me just jump to the categories first before I get into all the other stuff. Uh, on Friday night, I was watching, I got an email. I think on Friday, I got an email from um, Mark Dawson saying that the self-publishing formula university, the F SPFU um, class thing that, that I know costs money at some point, but during the COVID stuff, they've made it free. And if you go sign up now for it, then you get it free even when it goes back to being paid. So everybody should go sign up for that. Now um, there's like 30 videos in there. I know Tammy Labreck had a newsletter ninja video in there and Alex Newton did one. Uh, they put it up there in the last couple of days and it's like 90 minutes long. And I was watching it. He was talking about categories. And um, I remembered that I had done that about eight or nine months ago with the categories where I emailed Amazon and said, can you please change my categories? And I sent them 10, but I only had seven in there. I never really followed up to see why. So I went through and I used um, Dave Chesson's um, publisher rocket program to just search and find categories that I like. Here's a category finder. Found categories that I thought it would fit into. I found about 15 categories I thought it would fit into. But then I narrowed it down to 10 by saying, okay, there are certain categories that I just should be in, like science fiction, time travel. Now, a category like that, it's, I think it was like 15 or 1600 in one day you have to sell to be number one. Wow. And I'm, you know, obviously I'm not going to do that anytime soon, but a category like that I should be in. So, you know, I counted things like that, but then there were other ones and I'm trying to find the, see, I told you I was in a hurry. I was afraid I was going to forget stuff. And now I'm trying to find the, um, the document that I had created that had the categories in them. And I'm trying to find it right now. What's today? Maybe this is it right here. Let me see if this is it. I think it is. Oh yeah, here it is. Okay. So the 10 categories I went with are, and I'm not going to go through all of them, but certain ones like books, science fiction and fantasy, science fiction, time travel. It only takes, apparently it only takes 70 books in one day to get to number one, but um, Kindle store, Kindle eBooks, science fiction and fantasy, science fiction, time travel. It takes 111. My favorite one is um, Kindle store, Kindle eBooks, science fiction and fantasy, science fiction, dystopian. It takes almost 2,700, 2,697 in one day to get to number one. And that is just outrageous. Like, I don't know what books, I mean, is Hunger Games considered dystopian? I think it is. Yeah, um, I think it is. There's also a post-apocalyptic category. So I tried to pick them where, like, for example, um, uh, Kindle store, Kindle eBooks, teen and young adult, science fiction and fantasy, science fiction, time travel. It only takes 13 sales in one day to get into the top 10. And I'm pretty sure back in January where I did that big um, promo that I did where I had all those different email promotions and I did a Facebook ad and I did a Kindle countdown deal. I know I sold at least 12 or 13 in one day. So I got into those categories with the idea of when book two comes out, I'm going to do that again, probably in September, probably the 
the third week of September, I'm going to do all of that again. And I'm going to see if I can get into the top 10 in some of these categories just to see what happens. Again, it's all vanity. It doesn't matter. It's more about how much, how many you sell and how much money you make. But um, I'm curious if I can get into the top 10 of one of these categories. So um, that's what I did with categories. And I emailed Amazon on Friday night and said, hey, can you do this? They wrote back to me this morning and they said, uh, in order to get into anything teen and young adult, I have to add juvenile category on my bookshelf. I don't know what that means. So I'm going to have to go into my book and edit probably the book details and try mm. to find something in there for juvenile category. Again, I don't know what that means. I have to go in and do it. I also need to set the minimum age range as 12 and the maximum as 18 on that bookshelf for it. Again, don't know what that means. Um, it seems odd for me to add a maximum of 18 for a teen and young adult. I mean, young adult is older than 18. So yeah. I'm a little confused on that. I'm probably going to look into it at some point in the next couple days or sometime this week. I don't know. Um, but I'll, I'll look mine into it. Says, mine says 18 to 18, but there was no option to change it to anything. Hmm. And they I'm actually sure. gave me, they gave me um, how to do it here. In the, uh -huh. in the email they sent me. And then it says, um, you should see the updated categories on the website within 72 hours. The problem is, here it is. The, oh, I was actually, the, the next line in the email said, the category options displayed in your bookshelf won't match the website exactly because the bookshelf choices are BISAC or BSAC categories, which stands for Book Industry Standards and Communications. Well, the names shown on the website are browse categories. I don't know why they do that. Hmm. Um, it also says further, we cannot add or remove books categories for Kindle title from our end. These are assigned automatically based on the Kindle categories you choose. It just seems like it's a lot more complicated than it should be. I think you had emailed me yesterday and you said, why can't you just pick what you want to be in and be in? Yeah. List and them. We'll click them and call it done. And there's got to be some kind of a reason they're using those BISAC category, BSAC categories. My guess is it's because it matches all the categories and all the other stores, like there's probably some standard that all bookstores have to abide by. Mm. When it, and and that, again, that's a guess. And then, but Amazon could probably create their own browse categories. They can create whatever they want. So yeah, um, that would be my guess. Um, please note categories would not be the same for every marketplace. You need to provide category paths for every marketplace, which means I'm guessing that means I can't send them 10 categories and then end up in those categories on the UK Amazon page because some of those categories may or may not exist. So mm -hmm. do I really want to go through and, and then, they, and then, oh, wow. They, and they gave me the, the link for every, every store. There's about 12 to 30, like Amazon, UK, India, Canada, Australia, DE, I'm going to guess is, is that Germany? I think DE is Germany, right? Deutsch. I think, mm -hmm. um, FR France, Spain, Italy, and so on. They gave me, wow, they really, I'm, this is a really good email. This is really nice of these people. Um, <laughs> send us the category path in the following format, which is what I did. And then she said, I hope this helps. Thanks for using Amazon KDP regards this person. And wow, that's, that's not, you know what? This person did not send me a form letter. They actually wrote out a personal, that's really nice. That oh, makes me yeah. really happy. Yeah, that makes me really happy. Anyway, so I went through. Now I'm probably going to play with this a little bit more. And then I have to do book two um, because I want those categories to be correct on the day that it comes out. I don't want to mess with this as, a, as it's being sold. I want it to be correct as it's coming out. So I'll deal with that probably in the next couple of weeks also. Um, I did use two different Dave Cheston videos to work this out. And I will go ahead and send a link to, I'll put a link, um, I'll put a link in the, 
podcast show notes to both of the YouTube videos I use from Dave Chesson on categories and how I kind of determined a couple of different things. And then I'll also put that BKLNK link in there so that if you want to mess with your categories, hopefully I'll give you enough, we'll give you enough information in this show notes to where you can go in and actually mess with your own. Mm. All right, back to the top of my, my news outline here. I am still making sales, page reads. Um, I've had at least one sale or page reads greater than zero every single day this week. Now, nice. again, it's not, I'm not breaking the bank here. I mean, I think there was one day where I had 11 pages read and that was it. I'm sorry. Yeah. Oh no, 22. 22 is my minimum right here. So it's not like I'm getting tons of them, but I am getting them, which makes me happy because it means either A, somebody downloaded the book and they're reading it and they're going to go back to reading it or, or I don't know, maybe a year from now, a month from now, whatever. All I care about is my book is on their Kindle. That means I exist in their world, which is good. It also means that the ads are working, which is good, but the ads have been kind of funny. Um, so last week I talked about creating another set of high priced ads that will run for just a week because I wanted to see what would happen. I wanted to see if they would get more clicks. Continuing my theory that Amazon shows the, the higher priced ads to the people they know are more, more likely to click because the, those people are going to make them more money because I'm paying them more money every time they click. Now, to be honest, a couple of days ago, I started thinking to myself, maybe those high priced ads are just in a better location you know, if you look at a product page, there's like a, a set of books, maybe 10 books at the bottom of that page. And then I think there's a little arrow that you can click to the right that brings in more. Well, maybe my lower price ones are showing up to where the person has to scroll and they're just not scrolling. They're not seeing them. So they're less likely to click. So that's possibly what it could be too. But I'm a bit of a cynical person. I always think that people have an agenda so with everything they do and everything they say. So, um, you know, I still think there's a chance that, and as I say it, it sounds silly, but I still think there's a chance that Amazon is showing the higher priced ads to the people more likely to click. So, mm. so let's talk about the results because I have them right here. All, I, I did this ahead of time. I was all ready for this. <laughs> my, my cheapo ads, my 19 cheapo ads um, have generated 57 clicks. That's one click every 1,047. The time travel keywords continues to lead. 34 of the 57 clicks came from that one. And one, two, three, four, five, six, seven of the 19 ads still have zero clicks on them. Um, the, the time travel one that has 34 clicks has two sales, which sticks to my one out of every 17, which is what's been happening with every single ad I run, um, except for these two high price ones. We'll get to that in a minute. And, uh, uh, my, I have a dystopian ad that has two clicks. It has 152 page reads. So that's kind of cool. That means at least one person downloaded and read the first 152 pages. Um, so that's kind of like one sale out of two clicks. Could be two out of two if, if that's two different people, but I'm going to guess it's one out of two. Here's something that came up earlier this week that was kind of strange. Um, I have a lost ad that just, I typed the word lost in there in terms of the TV show, but it's a generic word lost and it gave me hundreds of keywords that have to do with the word lost. It got a sale earlier this week with zero clicks. Wow. How? Yeah. And now it has two sales with one click. So I don't know how that happened, but I will say I have- Did somebody order two copies? No, because at first it said for like 24 hours, it oh. said zero clicks, one sale. Makes no sense. And then two days later, it said one click, two sales, which is weird that that, that ad- 
you know, I have a bunch of ads here, but that specific one has made two sales with only one click. This kind of strange. Mm-hmm. Um, but the cool thing about that ad is that I've made $7 and 98 cents and I've only spent 20 cents. So that's that right there. That is a return on investment. Um, eight bucks on 20 cents. I don't know. I don't know how your, how your finance degree can help me figure out that percentage, but I know it's really good. So, um, let's see. So looking at the, the percentages, let's, let's talk about the two high price ones. The two high price ones I spent. The funny thing is, is on all the cheapo ads for the last, I think it's been three weeks now. I've spent $7 and 56 cents total. I've made $15 and 96 cents. And I have, I have 152 page reads, which is another, I don't know, 75 cents, I think. So I've got about $16 and I've spent about 1750. So without the two super expensive ones, I would have pretty much broke even last week, but I created the two super expensive ones to see what would happen. And you know, they really, they put me in the, they put me in the hole. So <laughs> and that's had, what happened. <laughs> yeah. So they had, I mean, the two ads. So over the last three weeks, the inexpensive ones, the 19 inexpensive ads have 59,000 impressions. One, uh, uh, 57 clicks, one click every 1,047. The two expensive ones I've created that, that have run for seven days now have 49,000 impressions. So they have almost half the impressions as the, as all of them total. They have 72 clicks. That's, again, that's in one week. That's six days, 72 clicks. Well, the inexpensive ones have 57 clicks over the last three weeks. Mm-hmm. So again, the, the, the more expensive the ad, the more times people are going to see it and the more clicks you're going to get. But it's one click every 685. So why is it 685 when the inexpensive ones are 1047? It has to do with the placement of, it, it has to be. The uncynical me wants to say that it has to do with the placement of the ad. It's in an easier place for the, the person who's browsing to see it and they're going to click it. Now, the funny mm-hmm. thing about these is I have no sales on these two ads, which is surprising because I was getting one out of every 17, but I do have a bunch of page reads. So Technically, I do have sales. They just came in the form of page reads. So they are converting. I just can't spend, I mean, the time travel one that was a dollar per click, it ended up being 79 cents per click um, after they, you know, they scaled down some of them. I spent $35 on it and I made, I don't know, 75 cents, 80 cents, Mm -hmm. whatever it is. So obviously I, and those are shut off as of today. And I think I'm done creating expensive ones. I've kind of, I'm kind of understanding more about ads right now and, and um, how they work, how the, what, what good click rates are, what, you know, what a good sales rate is. I'm still working on that. So I think I'm done right now. Uh, well, the thing that really makes me happy is that, like I said, if I would have not created those two expensive ones, which were just for fun and I knew what I was doing, I knew what I was getting into, I knew I was going to lose money. Um, I would have pretty much broke even the, um, on, as of now, I'd be broken even approximately on these ads, which is pretty cool. I like that. I never had broken even before. So the next step is, I think the next step for experimentation for me on these ads is how do I start making more sales? And that's when you get into um, how do you get people to actually buy it once they click it, which is blurb, uh, cover. I don't think I'm gonna mess with my cover anytime soon. I really like my cover, mm-hmm. um, but, and it's a bit of an expensive thing to do if you're gonna change your cover. Um, and I have an editor to pay for it. And I have another cover coming up that I have to pay for. So I'm not going to deal with book one's cover, but I am going to mess around with the blurb. I'm going to mess around with the tagline, the hook, see if any of that makes a difference. And, uh, and we'll go from there. So that is my Amazon ads wrap up for the week. And I'm sure I'll do another one next week because I like talking numbers and I like talking ads. 
And you like talking. And I like talking, exactly. Um, <laughs> so I will say the next couple of things I'm going to talk about, this is the most organized that I've been at any point in my author career <laughs> with, with what I've done over the next couple of months. And I've, so I've, I've talked before about how I'm not going to do a big fancy launch. launch you know, I'm not, I'm not in this for the, let's try to make a lot of money on my next book. What I want to do is I want to get the series out and then I want to try to make money on the series. Um, putting book two out as an author who no one knows, didn't sell very many copies of book one yet because I really didn't do much with it. Uh, it's not going to work. I'm going to try to do some big fancy release and it's not going to work. I'm going to be disappointed by it. Well, that's kind of changing. Um, what I have done now, the first thing I did, I think I talked about this last week, but the first thing I did is I have Facebook ads running. This is a little bit of experimentation also, but there, there is some, you know, I want to get clicks here and I want a low click rate. I think I'm paying about 25 cents per click right now on average with Facebook. Um, I've already scheduled um, the next two months, uh, month and a half, leading up to September 15th, which is my release, my release date. I already have everything scheduled. So um, the entire month of, of August, I have a book brush video ad it started yesterday. Um, it's for my novella. It's for newsletter signups. And we're going to see how that goes. In June, I got 23 signups. In July, I got 42 signups. So we'll see if I can continue that trend and keep going up or or will I just kind of balance out somewhere? I don't know. My guess is I'm going to get somewhere between 30 and 40, but we'll see how that goes. I also set up a, um, an ad that runs the last two weeks of August, staying within my budget. And it is for my first book. And it, is an, it points people to Amazon. Um, I want them to either buy it or give me page reads. Um, and we'll see how that goes. This is the first time I'll really be advertising my, my novel on Amazon, you know, everything I've done up till now has been all about the novella and getting newsletter signs. This will be the first time I try to do it, make actual sales. I've mm -hmm. also scheduled another book brush video to start September 1st and go from September 1st to September 15th, which again leads up to the release. So, you know, the whole thing that I've been doing here for the last couple of months is preparing for the release, everything up until September 15th. And this is a big part of it. The other thing that I did was Friday night, I went to book funnel and I went to story origin and I basically set up my next two months. Um, I don't know if, if anybody's using the campaign manager on story origin. And I thought it was kind of silly. Like what, what am I going to do here? I'm going to, I have to actually go in and let people know when I'm running emails. That's kind of silly. Well, then I started to look into it on Friday and I really like it. It's, it's really just a way of, for you um, to, to, take notes. Like in the last couple months, me doing all this stuff, whenever I would join a book funnel, I would put a post-it note on my wall with my terrible handwriting. And I would say, make sure to schedule an email for this day to talk about this. Well, with this campaign manager, I've already set up my next four where I've gone in. I've said, these are what they're going to be. Here's the content that's going to be in there. Here's the links I'm going to send out for book funnel and story origin. And you can also, it'll also sync up with your story origin promos, which is really cool. So what I did was I, I created four. So the one that went out today, it actually went out about a half an hour ago. I saw it go out while you were talking earlier. Um, it is to promote. Um, it's the first time that I've done an, an actual promotion on BookFunnel or on anywhere to promote my novel in KU. So in BookFunnel, you can sort by the different type of promotion you want to do. And I've been choosing newsletter this entire time and doing my novella, but this time I'm actually going to do my, um, my novel, my, my Amazon novel, my 
first novel of my series. I never know what to say there. Should I say Forgetting Tomorrow? Does everybody know what Forgetting Tomorrow means? I don't know. Um, and that starts um, today and it goes, and it goes until um, August 22nd. There are 58 total books in this, in this promo, uh, 40 different authors, and these are all Kindle Unlimited people. So people are going to send this to their, 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 their newsletter and say, hey, you know, here's, a, here's 58 books. You can go to K. If you're a KU subscriber, you can go there and you can download them. What I tried to do in my email, I didn't just want to come out and say, hey, here's another promotion. Go here and download free books because there are going to be people in my newsletter that are not Kindle Unlimited people. I mean, I had one person write back to me and say, I did not get your book because I don't buy anything from Amazon ever. And mm -hmm. which is fine. There are people that are like that. I mean, Canada is mostly Kobo as far as I know. And if you don't use it, you know, that's where people do all their reading. They do Kobo. There could be Barnes and Noble only people down here. Who, who knows? So I, what I did was I approached it from the, from the point of view of, Hey, listen, my book two is almost done and it's going to be released on September 15th. And if you haven't read it yet, you know, you want to be prepared. And I wrote something like, you know, how do I get prepared? by reading book one silly i don't know what i said something really silly, silly pants silly pants right i said i read silly yeah. pants um and then i provided the link and i said you can get it here and while you're there you can get other books too um mm. so so i did that and then i wrote underneath it something like and if you're not a ku subscriber click the link anyway and go browse if you're an amazon buyer you might find something you like so i want to see how that works in terms of getting people to click the link where I, I didn't want to approach it as just, hey, here's another free promo, go download stuff. Mm -hmm. I wanted to tell them, hey, if you're, if you're waiting for book two to come out, because you're getting book two for free if you're on my newsletter, then the way you can get prepared for that is to click here, find my book one, and when, by, while you're there, find all these other books too. So mm -hmm. that's, going, that's happening as of today. Uh, and, and I had to create a sales landing page on BookFunnel. I was a little puzzled by that at first too, because I thought, well, what am I going to upload my book? I can't upload my book here because I'm not giving it away here, like the, the newsletter promo. But a sales landing page is nothing more than when they click your book, it's a link to the Amazon page. So it's got your cover mm -hmm. and your blurb and then a link to the Amazon page. And it, it was easy. It was a lot easier than I thought it would be. Um, really what you need to do there, just don't be afraid. Just go in and dive in and just create it. You can preview it as you go. And it turned out to be really simple. I still, I mean, book funnel. I love book funnel, book yeah. funnel, book brush, and now story origin are just three of my favorite things with this whole author thing. So <laughs> speaking of story origin, I have a, a, I did the same thing with them starting August 16th. So I have a sales promo that I'm, I'm in there. And as of now, there's 35 books, there's 20 authors. Uh, I'm sure between now and August 16th, that'll go up. Same thing, create a sales landing page. Uh, and then you, I'll promote on August 16th, um, uh, readers to it. And then hopefully I can get people to go there. And again, all I really want out of this is I want people to read my book one. I want them to download and get me page views because I want to say, Hey, you're getting ready for book two. Why not read book one first? So we're doing that. Mm -hmm. Then on August 30th, I have two promos happening at the same time. Uh, book funnel has one starting on October 20 on August 27th. And the story origin promo, I think starts September 1st. I didn't write the date in our outline here. And um, I'm going to promote both of those with my newsletter on August 30th. And I was really excited because I was looking at the, the book funnel one this morning to count the number. There's 69 people in it right now, 56 different authors. And two of the books from one author is Michael Anderley, who obviously for 20 books people, you know who that is. That guy's got like hundreds and hundreds of books and he's got to have thousands and tens of thousands of newsletter subscribers. So I feel like I'm going to actually be part of his newsletter, which is kind of exciting. So 
Hey, I can be part of yours. Your uh, your August thirtieth newsletter. You can mention that my book is going to be published on September first. Oh, I can remind me, remind me, and I will. In fact, I can put that in my campaign manager so I don't forget. So remind me to do that. Okay, because I will do that. All right. Um, so those are the 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 four promos that I'm a part of over the next uh, two months, basically, as I lead up to and then go past my book one, my book two coming out. Finally, the last thing I want to do is something that I've been scared of doing, which is the newsletter promo, uh, the swapping of a newsletter with someone. And I was ready. I had to spot August 16th where I said, okay, all I'm doing is promoting um, the Story Origin KU uh, sales promo. I have a perfect spot where I can put somebody else's book in here. And I went and looked at the available um, newsletter swaps and there were none in there for August 16th. In fact, there were none in there for August 2nd or August 30th. And I'm starting to get worried that no one sends emails on Sunday. And I'm wonder, I always send emails on Sunday and I'm wondering if that's bad. So, mm. um, so I went in and just posted, Hey, I'm going to send an email August 16th. Does anybody want to swap with me? So we'll see if anyone takes me up on that. Um, if so, I'll, I'll let you guys know, but I'm, I'm really interested to see. And, and it's kind of cool because it actually syncs up with that campaign manager. So you can see when you go to your campaign manager, what you're doing. Um, I like it. I really like it. All right. I'm continuing to talk here. Uh, pre-order still set up for September 15th. Again, I've done nothing yet in the back of my books to get that all set up, but I will do that. It's no big deal. Uh, but, but what else do we have? Friday night, I talked about the camp categories. Yeah, that's it. I guess I'm, I'm through my news. Yeah. Hmm. All right. To recap last week, I'll be honest with you guys. I don't remember what I did on a daily basis last week. I know on Sunday in the afternoon, I, I finished one of my big chapters. And then on Monday at lunch, I started a new big chapter. Um, Tuesday, I worked through golf. I worked through lunch and I golfed in the evening. Wednesday and Thursday, I rode at lunch. Friday, I mentioned I golfed with my buddy Tim when he found he recorded my hideous swing. I came home and I was all ready to sit and finish my monster chapter, and I was so tired. I don't know why. It just, I, I, I mean, I haven't been getting up early all night. I've been getting sleep. Every, I have been getting up early all all week during the mornings. I've been sleeping in a little bit because I'm working from home. I've been going to bed relatively early. I have no, but I took a nap. I took a two hour nap and it was wonderful. I love that. I can just do that whenever I want. Yeah. And, uh, and then Friday I got up and I did the whole business book funnel storage and plan. Got all set up for that. Set up the campaign manager, set up the categories. I mean, I did a lot of work Friday that had nothing to do with writing, but still had to do with the book. Um, Saturday I wrote in the morning and then I ran a bunch of errands yesterday morning, came home, finished the big chapter. And then I set up a newsletter that actually went out about a half an hour ago. Today we are doing the podcast um, and then after we're done, I'm probably going to go out and hit my golf simulator for an hour or so because it's currently not raining. I think it's supposed to at some point. And then after that, I'm going to start my next chapter. I don't think I'm going to finish it, but I'm going to try to start and get as much through. All I have, I don't really have any big chapters left. These monster chapters that were recaps of, of stuff that happened in book, well, not recaps. They were, um, they were the things that happened in book one from a different character's point of view. I'm finished with those. I, ha I have two, two more of those left, but they're all, they're much smaller. They're not big like the other two that I just finished. So I don't know if I can start and finish a chapter today, but I'm going to try to. Um, and then I'm also, as soon as I'm done talking with this sentence, as soon as the period hits in the sentence, I'm going to mute my mic and then go into the kitchen and get some water while you talk. <laughs> that is last week's recap leading into today. Leading into three seconds ago. <laughs> and off he goes. <laughs> Uh, my last week recap, um, every day we had dinner at Anna's and watched a movie. We're not sticking to any particular genre, just kind of finding what we, 
whatever we wanted to watch. Um, I'm also working on my Russian each day and learning more and more words and more and more phrases. I don't always remember everything, you know, like if I were in conversation, I couldn't just, you know, bust something out. But when I'm doing the lesson and I see the words, I know what they mean. So I feel like I can read it better than I can speak it, which I don't know if that's kind of common or not. But again, I've just started. So um, Monday, I taught four classes. I went to the doctor for my shoulder. Remember I was talking about my subscapularis? I, I really think I still have an issue with my subscapularis, but the doctor says it's my AC joint, which is the acromioclavicular joint. Um, and he thinks that there's some inflammation in there. Um, I, I don't know. I just know that it hurts a lot every time I move it. He gave me some naproxen to take. It's not even touching it. Um, so I'm, I'm trying to rest it as much as possible. Um, Monday was also Paris's 21st birthday. So, um, since we have dinner, at Anna's every night, uh, I took a bunch of decorations over there and her and I decorated the house. Um, and that was fun. I baked a cake and we had a little party and, and I got her some mellow mushroom for dinner and, and it was good. Um, Tuesday, I taught four classes and Paris had to head back to Ohio. Um, I did the pre-order drawing and spent most of the day helping Anna reorganize her house. Uh, Wednesday, I taught three classes, spent another full day helping Anna reorganize her house. Um, it was garage day. And I'm pretty sure by rest your shoulder, the doctor's advice didn't include helping a friend reorganize her house, but it was probably fun. Not. No, you probably shouldn't I, be like lifting stuff. and. Yeah, I did like a lot of that. You should, have taken a, you should have taken a two hour nap. Well, I do that often. So oh. like I'll teach from four to seven and then I go back to bed until like 10. <laughs> well, I remember when I was down there, there were a couple days where your idea of going back to bed was literally just leaning over in your chair and falling asleep. Yeah, I do that sometimes, but lately I've been actually going to the bed. Um, uh, let's see, Thursday I taught four classes back to Anna's house and I got an email from C, our editor, asking if she could keep my manuscript until Monday. Um, she's a bit behind, which is fine. I still have, you know, 30 days until it's released, so not a big deal. So I should get that back tomorrow. Um, Friday, I taught four classes and we had a virtual birthday party for a friend's seven-year-old daughter. We got to sing happy birthday and watch her blow out a candle. So that was fun. Um, I spent the day at Anna's house. I also made, um, while we were watching the movie, I made four book brush videos. Um, they don't, when I post them on Facebook, I don't see them moving as videos and I'm not sure why. Um, I don't That's strange because that. my... I know my video ads work. I wonder if when you post them on Facebook, you have to tell Facebook that it's a video. Like, I don't know how does, to do does, that. I don't either. Does Facebook think it's an image? Yeah, I'm not sure. I, I really don't know. I save it as the video file. You'd think that that would be enough, but I don't know. Um, yesterday, I played with Vellum. Have you heard of Vellum? Uh, I have um, uh, many of the podcast hosts that I listen to, Paul Teague and Joanna Penn, mm -hmm. and they they use it and they love it. And um, I love it. I was going to get it and put it on the mom's computer because I don't have a Mac. And Drafted Digital does everything for me, so I'm yeah. not going to do that. But you you like Vellum? How, what, what, how come? I do. Um, I used uh, Drafted Digital for the prequel, and it was nice. I mean, it worked. But some of the spacing was a little off and there are less options. Like you can't, 
move things and change things. You know, it's, it's pretty, this is the way it's going to be where with vellum, you can, you can change it. You can change more options. You can move things around a bit more. You have more style choices. Um, I really, really like it. So I think I'm going to use that instead of drafted digital. Um, I, I think it'll be worth the money you can do for $200 flat fee or 250 rather flat fee forever. Um, as many books as you want. So I think it'll be worth it um, just to be able to, to have more options to, to make things look nice. So I might not have anything against drafted digital. It serves its purpose and it's great, but I, I just think, you know, I have a Mac and I like vellum better. So that's what I'm going to use. Um, I decided yesterday just kind of on a whim. I think you and I were texting when it just hit me hey, maybe I should put the paperback version of Forbidden, my prequel, on Amazon for, or, for people to order. Um, and I kind of, you know, talked to you about it a little bit, and I talked to Jeremy about it a little bit, and decided, yeah, I'm going to do this. And then you kind of burst my bubble when you said, do you yeah, have a paperback that. cover sorry for Forbidden that. or just the digital? And I only had the digital one um, that I got from... What's that, the, I think it's that goonright.com. Yes, go on right. Yeah, which they, they did a great job. Um, so I went on BookBrush and I created my own cover, paperback cover for the book. I think it turned out really nice. I mean, it's clearly not, you know, some professional job, but it's a, it's a prequel that I had no intention of selling. I was just going to give it out for free to my subscribers, which I'm still giving the digital version out for free to my subscribers. But there's so many people that have told me that they're not pre-ordering Reluctant Heart because they're waiting for the print version. So maybe, you know, people want the print version of the prequel and that'll get them more excited for Reluctant Heart. Um, so I went ahead and I uploaded and I published that. I'm just waiting for Amazon to um, approve everything and, and get it up on the site. And then as soon as it is, I will... Um, you know, put it out on social media that it's available. And I will say that go on create will, I'm sorry, go on, right. He will do a cover for you. It's I'm looking at the, his, his extra cost right now. He'll take the pre-made that he made for your book and it's $80, mm -hmm. $80 for one, 150 for two, two twenty five for three and so on. Up yeah. To eight. And what I'll probably end up doing is I'll just pay him the $80, probably one, probably two twenty five for three. Cause I'm going to, I've already got three for my novella prequel series covers that I, that are pre-made that I've already ordered and paid for. Um, mm -hmm. I'll probably just see eventually. Cause I know the mom asked me, she's like, can I have a copy of your a, a hardback a paperback copy of your novella? And I said, well, I don't have one. I never made a cover mm -hmm. for it. I never, same as you, I never intended on selling it. Yeah. So at some point I'll do this. I just, I mean, I literally just have to send an email and, and pay it. I just haven't done it yet, but I will. I thought about paying it, but if I'm going to pay $250 for, um, um, now see my brain went blank. So I'm going to pay for vellum. <laughs> yes. I don't think I want to pay another $80. I mean, I'm not making any money on books yet. So I really need to slow it down. And this pre-order giveaway, it's been really fun and people are really enjoying it, but it was expensive. Um, so I I'm just went ahead and used. I'm not making any, I'm not making any money on books yet either. I'm just terrible with money. Oh, okay. Well, I, I appreciate your honesty. <laughs> uh today um i'm not gonna do laundry because i just did laundry on wednesday which was the first time i did laundry in nearly two weeks um you know we still have clothes left 
maybe I'll just make it an every two week thing. I don't know. Wonder, um, but I am no wonder going. You keep, no wonder you keep wearing that Gilmore Girl shirt every week. I know. Anyone? I love it. It's so comfortable. Yeah. <laughs> it's a great show. Um, I am going to finish up at Anna's house today. We just have a, a few more things uh, to get moved around a little bit. Um, and then that mission will be complete, which works out great because I'm supposed to get my manuscript back from C tomorrow. Um, and Anna is going to start working on her new career in, um, why am I having trouble with words today? Words are hard. Words are hard. Is um, it, um, audiobooks. She wants yeah. to be Narrator. a reader for audiobooks. Yes. Um, and she's practiced with my book and she sounds good. Um, she needs to work on like the, her voice, like, you know, and, dropping her voice a little bit for men and, and just like the intonation and stuff she needs to work on. But yeah, she read, she read my, um, my prologue back when I was there. What was that back about six weeks ago? And I thought it was yeah. good. I think she needed to work. I mean, that was like one of the first things she had done, but I think that she was needed to the work, first thing she, yeah. thing she did. Yeah. I think she needed to work on like inflection a little bit. If that's a word, uh-huh. I think that's a word, right? Inflection where, sure, I mean, as, I'll go with it. okay. As, um, as something exciting or, or, angst ridden or something like that is about to happen yeah. change the tone of her voice a little bit but other than that it was yeah. fine like i told her i well, would she pay was, her to do mine she was talking about getting a copy of the manuscript and then you know highlighting in different colors for when this there when when there's an exclamation point you know she's gonna highlight it in this color or just to kind of help her as she's reading along um, but she's been watching a lot of YouTube videos and studying up on it. So I think she'll be really, she has a great voice. I mean, just her normal speaking voice. She has a very nice voice. So um, I think she'll, she'll succeed at this. Um, and when she gets things up and running, then I'll make sure I put out her information on this um, podcast. If anybody wants to check her out, because I, I just, I, I mean, I realize she's my friend and I'm, you know, a little bit biased, but I have full confidence in her um, doing this well. Um, my running list of future things to do has not changed. Make a Google form for a street team. I don't know if I'll ever do that or not. I, I just, maybe when I get more people, I will, but I've hounded the people that I have so much that I just feel like I need to give them a break. Um, I need to figure out how to make more sales. I think that putting the paperback version of the prequel up on Amazon will help a little bit. Um, hopefully, fingers crossed. Um, and, and that's really that's really all of my, all I have for running list of future things. Um, yours looks to be about the same too. Well, I actually deleted a couple of things just as you were doing yours. I went and edited it. Oh, okay. um, I, I've created a webpage for people who finished book one. That is something I will do in the next couple of weeks. I have to, um, and then get my book up on my website, sell autograph paperbacks. I will do that at some point too. I, I I'm looking forward to that. Uh, I took Patreon off because I'm just kind of cold on Patreon right now. Mm-hmm. Um, I still, I still, subscribe to a few people that I like and I will continue to subscribe, but it seems like a lot of work and I, I just don't have that kind of time. Plus I'm kind of lazy. So, you know, I took a two hour nap on Friday for crying out loud when I could have set it up and I didn't. So, um, and that's way down the list of things to do. So I just kind of took it off the list. I also took the, um, the newsletter swap off the list because I kind of did it kind of, I mean, I didn't actually, um, sign up for one, but I looked for one that's matching the dates that I'm sending my newsletter out and couldn't find any. So I actually put my name out there and said, Hey, yeah. does anybody want to swap with me? And if nobody wants to, that's fine. When it gets to 
um, September and I'm looking to see what I'm doing with my newsletters, then I'll get a hold of somebody then and see if I can find someone on the dates. That I'm, I'm probably going to do one on the 15th of September, which isn't a Sunday. And if Sunday's a bad day to do newsletters and people don't like to do that, then on the 15th, which is a Tuesday when my book comes out, Maybe I'll, maybe I'll try to swap with somebody there. And um, yeah, and I always do Tuesday, Tuesday at three o'clock Eastern time. My newsletter goes out. I always do Sundays, but I never, I never really have a time. I just pick a time sometime in the morning. And then I do the, because I paid for MailerLite, I'm doing the resend to people who didn't open. And I usually yeah. do that a couple of days later. So I think my mind's going out Sunday already went out and then people who didn't open it'll go out on Tuesday this week. So maybe we'll mm. see what happens with Tuesday. Maybe it's a good day. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe it'll be, you'll have a better open rate. Yeah. Um, this week, uh, Monday, I'm teaching four classes and I'm going to work on seeds edits. You're going to hear that every day this week. Um, Tuesday is the eighth pre-order drawing. I'm teaching three classes and I'm working on edits. Wednesday, I teach four classes. I'm going to the chiropractor. Um, I'm pretty excited about it because I'm hoping that he can work on my shoulder a little bit. He is amazing, by the way. Um, I put uh, my chiropractor in my acknowledgments in book one um, nice. because he's not only does he fix my bones and my joints and my muscles, he supports the book so much. You know, he makes sure that I have business cards on his desk and, um, you know, he talks about it. And so he really supports it. Um, Thursday, I teach four classes uh, and it's the first day of virtual school for Key and we decided to do virtual rather than in person. Um, it just seemed right for us. And I just have this feeling that the kids are going to go to school for like, I don't know, a month, maybe two months, and then they're going to shut it down again. Um, we'll see. That's just kind of my feeling. Um, so once I get him straightened out, I'll work on edits. Friday, I teach two classes. Again, key in schooling and edits. Saturday, we do our Zoom call with our friends, which we didn't do this week yesterday because yesterday was Doug's birthday and we did a virtual birthday party for Doug last night. So that was nice because I got to see, you know, some of his family that, you know, I haven't seen in years since we lived in Fort Bragg and some of Dana's family was also on the call. So that was nice. Um, and then Sunday podcast and I have laundry, but again, you know, we'll see. We'll see how many clothes we have left. And that's I like my that. week. I like that you take it all the way down to when you don't have much left and then you do laundry. That's. I used to actually, I used to, before Kean was born, I used to do laundry every Wednesday and every Sunday. It was very, very structured. And then when we moved to Hawaii and I started college, I just did laundry on Sundays. So I was like, okay, twice a week is too much. So I did laundry on Sundays and I've been doing laundry on every Sunday since until last week when I didn't do laundry. <laughs> Blame that on the COVID. Um, I'm the same way, by the way. In fact, I have gone complete opposite of you where I do laundries on Sunday every week. I've always done it on Sunday. And occasionally I would hit, hit the machine on, on, on Saturday just to get a jump on it. But it was usually a Sunday thing. I've always yeah. said that one of the worst sounds a human being can hear is the sound of the dryer stopping because yeah. now you've got to fold that stupid thing and put it, put it, put it all away. Yeah, now you have to get up and like do work. Yeah. And now since I've been working from home, I do laundry twice a week, usually on a Wednesday or a Thursday because I, I just, when I, when I, when I, take clothes off. I don't throw them in a hamper. I just throw them in the washer because it's upstairs in my oh, back yeah. room now. And then on Thursday or Wednesday, I'll just hit the button and do laundry that day. And then on Sunday, I'll do whatever's left. And that's, so I've kind of gone opposite yeah. on that. Well, it's easier because you're just a, a, you know, a home of one. Yeah. Um, my son thinks that he should change his underwear four times a day 
So after, you know, three, four days, he's like, mom, I'm out of underwear. Um, we should have yeah. a, a new segment. We, we didn't do the addicted to this because we really don't have anything, but we could do a new segment. We could just call it laundry. Laundry. Yeah. And what are our laundry, laundry plans? <laughs> because that's what people want to hear when they listen to a writing podcast or more of a diary <laughs> podcast. Um, I think we are. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So this week I, um, I have, let's see, I'm working from home all week. Um, I am leaving for Vegas on Wednesday. And if I had any kind of editing skills at all, I would insert a record scratch and say, oh no, I'm not going to Vegas. Um, I'm supposed to go to Vegas, but it got canceled. Uh, and um, yeah, so, and it's, it's looking like my September Vegas trip is also now in jeopardy um, due to some issues that are, I don't really want to talk about, but it's annoying. Well, November is on. I don't care what we have to do. Well, I'll let you know. We have to get radiation suits. I'm going in November. We'll have to talk about that once once we're not recording anymore. Um, um, we're going in November. So that means I have, but I kept my vacation days. So I'm working only three days this week. I'm working Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. So Monday I'll be writing at lunch. Uh, Tuesday I work through lunch, no writing because of golf. Wednesday I'll write at lunch, and then Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, all I want to do is write. Um, I want to get as much done as I can. I'm sure I'll throw a golfing in there at some point, maybe Friday or maybe Friday and or Saturday. I'm sure I'll hit my golf simulator every day that I don't golf because that's a fun 45 minutes that I really enjoy. Um, I'll have some errands to do at some point, probably Saturday morning, maybe Friday morning. We'll see how that goes. But other than that, I want to write. Uh, my plan is to finish this book by Sunday night. So mm -hmm. we could be podcasting next Sunday and I could say, I still have a little bit left, but the plan is by Sunday night to get this draft finished. Mm, you Monday, are a dreamer. I, I am a dreamer. The following Monday, I go back to work. So I'm working out of the office every day. It's a yeah. perfect time for me to review the book one more time before I have to send it to the editor on the 18th, which is uh, two weeks from Tuesday, 16 mm -hmm. days. So um, I really, really want to work hard this week and get it done. Um, we'll see whether I can or not. It's going to be tough. It's in my head. I'm pretty sure it's going to be impossible, but you never know. <laughs> um, so we'll see. So that is all I have today for the podcast. Do you have anything else? No, that's all I have. All right. We'll stick around and um, we're going to, we're going to log off here and we're going to go interview our mom and I'm going to post that tomorrow. So uh, stick, make sure you subscribe if you want to hear that or, or at least go find it. And um, if you have any questions or comments, you can find me at jerryevanoff.com. Email me, jerry at jerryevanoff.com. On Twitter, I'm jerryE25. And on Facebook, my author page is jerryevanoffauthor. I had a Snapchat follower yesterday, and it's somebody I don't know, and I'm wondering if it's a podcast listener. Um, it's either a podcast listener or it's one of those mostly naked women that follow you, and then you realize <laughs> they're spam, and you have to block them after maybe seven or eight days. Whatever. Um, <laughs> And uh, so anyway, that's, uh, so if you want to follow me on Snapchat, the, the details are in the show notes. Uh, you can find me at lindsayevanoff.com. Email me at lindsay at lindsayevanoff.com. I'm on Facebook, facebook.com slash author. Instagram at author. Twitter, evanofflindsay. If you like our podcast, give us a review on the podcast page and until next week or thank tomorrow. you for listening or tomorrow yeah thank you for listening <laughs> hope you like the interview thanks for listening to the new author podcast check back next week for another episode and for more information find jerry at www.jerryevanoff.com and Lindsay at www.lindsayevanoff.com.